0: This is God's servant, Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God blessed us with an incredible year. 2022 was an amazing year. Indeed, an year of great rejoicing. Um, as a church, we experienced the faithfulness of God in many, many, many different ways. And we received the favor of the Lord all throughout the year. God opened doors in the middle of nowhere. He opened ways for us when we thought everything is stuck. Nothing is going to move. I remember at, that, uh, at the start of this year, I asking the Lord, so what is next? What's next? Because everything seemed co- very quiet and nothing seemed to move. So I remember asking the Lord, so what next? I didn't know what next. And I remember one by one how the Lord put things into place. You know, we had um, an incredible season uh, that just went by. He provided us with all sufficiency for every good work. Such faithfulness of God we have experienced all across this year. And I I mean, first of all, I want to thank the Lord for the, the word that came to us. The word, the rich word that God ministered, the spirit of God ministered to us over this year, across this year, right from the time we started this year till tonight, just the previous night that is, uh, what the Lord ministered to us through his servants, um, you know, which was very relevant to our spiritual growth as a church, individually and as a church, we received so much of word. There's so much to be thankful for. I want to give you a word for the year, you know, we have, God always gives a, more like a theme, for the year, and uh, you have seen how the, how what the Lord has spoken has come to pass, um, over the past many years, those of you have been part of this church for the past several years, would know how God has been faithful to the word that he gave us, and I want to declare 2023 is the year of purification, 2023 is the year of purification, this is what the Lord put in my heart, and, uh, this is something for you to just rejoice, and I'm telling you, the Lord is about to do something—some amazing things—in the church. This is the year of purification. As incredible the way this word came to me, I, we were both were driving down one of these one of these days. Nisha and I were driving down. We were coming for practice or something like that. We were coming this side, and there's a a space of silence. I think she was just snoozing or something, and I, I started to hear the Lord speak to me very clearly. Uh, I would say. It's almost like audible within me. It's audible, but within me. I, I don't know how many of you can relate with me on that. When I say that it's audible, but it's within me. It's not like audible for people around me, but it's audible, loud, audible within me. So, and I started to hear the Lord and I started to give him attention and, you know, and the Lord told me this is going to be the year of purification. And he gave me a few words uh, like, you know, scriptures connected to that to make me understand what he's trying to convey to me. Um, I grabbed hold of it and I started to meditate on it and I came here, we did whatever we did. And then I think two days later we had, um, our Christmas worship evening. Um, and after the worship evening, we were just sitting together and Pastor Jude came to me and said, I want to make you listen to something. This is one audio clip that he wanted me to listen to, uh, from, uh, another minister of God whom, you know, we respect and we admire and we love. So just a random um, message that he sent out to Pastor. So he said, Pastor, I want you to listen to this. So he made me listen to this. And I didn't hear the entire thing. It was around two minutes. But I heard the first 15 seconds or something. And he's saying, the next year is going to be the year of purification. The very same word. I was stunned. I said, I don't want to hear anything else now. I just want to make sure that I heard the right thing. And I was stunned. I was I was completely amazed. And I told him and you know, he, he made me listen to the entire clip later. But the Lord confirmed it. And it's amazing how God has ministered both of us uh, over and over. That this is going to be the year of purification. Amen? Yes? And I wanted to read a passage that uh, I believe the Lord wants us to consider through this year. So I'm going to read from First John chapter 3. Verses 1 to 3. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are. How many of you know that you are a child of God? Man, this must be your confident declaration. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Such love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called the children of God and such we are. For this reason... The world does not know us. I know that a lot of people have this problem, this um, sadness, this disappointment that you're not known by the world, that you're not famous in the world. The Bible just says why. For this reason, the world does not know us. The world does not know who you are. So don't try to be known in the world. The world does not know yet. I want to repeat that one more time. The world does not know yet who you are. But all of creation is anxiously waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. The world does not know yet who you are, who we are. For this reason. You know why? Because you are a child of God. Because you are a child of God, the world does not know yet. Who we are. Because it did not know him. The world did not know Christ. When Jesus came and went. Nobody knew who he was. Except for the few who believed in him. And we are among that, among that few. Who believed in him. Amen. The world does not know yet who we are. The world does not know us. Why? Because they do not know who he is. Because we are children of God. And such we are. And if the world did not know him how do you expect the world to know us as to who we are so nobody should from today on, 2023 before we start this year take a deep breath tell yourself, yeah now I understand, now I understand why the world does not know me because they do not know Christ And we are hidden in? In Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. The world did not know the one in whom we are hidden. Are you with me? Beloved, now we are children of God. Say now. Now we are children of God. And it has not appeared as yet what we will be. Now we are children of God. And it has not appeared. It has not been revealed as what we would be. We know that when he appears, give me attention to this. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. Okay, let's go that one more time. We know that when he appears, we will be like him. How do we know that? How can we be assured that when he appears, we will be like him? The scripture is trying to make sense. The scripture is trying to explain to us how we can be sure that when he appears, we're going to be like him. Why? How? Because we will see him just as he is. Because we will? Because we will? One more time. Because we will? See Okay, let's go back to that one more time. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him. How do we know that? Because we will see Him just as He is. So what is the assurance that you're going to be like Him? Because we're going to? Who's going to see God? Blessed are the Pure. pure in heart, they shall see God. So now, we know that when He appears, we will be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. So, okay, now let's work backwards now. We're going to see Him just as He is. So in order to see Him, we must be pure in heart. So the Bible says when we see Him, we can, we can only see Him if you are pure in heart. So when He appears, we're going to be like Him. Are you getting this? So if you want to see him, it is because you're going to be pure like him. Say pure like Christ. I don't know whether you're excited about this. I'm really excited about this. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And look at the next verse. Explains it all the more. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself. Just as he is pure. Oh, the Bible is so clear. There is no confusion in the Bible. Amen. Everyone who has his hope fixed on him will what? Do what? Will it purify himself. How many of you have this hope? That you're going to see him. How many of you have the hope that you're going to see him? If you have the hope that you're going to see him, it is because you're going to be made pure. Okay. Okay. And if you have the hope that you're going to be make, made pure, you're going to purify yourself Amen. just as he is pure. You know, I like the, the fact that the Bible says you know, that such a person will purify himself. Amen. The initiative must be from you. The help, the provision, the means will be from God. But the, the will, the desire and the um, availability from, must be from Help me on this. You want to purify yourself? It's, your, it's up to you. If nobody's going to come to your home. No cleaning agency is, is going to come to your home to purify you. You have to decide and desire to purify yourself. Because if you have this hope fixed on him, that you're going to see him, a person who's, who's got this hope, this is the mark of a Christian who's got this hope. You're going to purify yourself. Amen. Because when he appears... You're going to see Him and you're going to find yourself just like Him. Man, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I don't know, I don't know if this does not excite you, what can excite you? You know, some of us have struggled through our Christian walk and we have like, you know, I mean, how, how and, and when, I mean, is it possible? It's very, it's very easy. Just fix your hope. On Christ, that He's gonna come, and when He comes, you're gonna see Him, and when He, when you see Him, you're gonna realize that you are just like Him. That is your hope. If you have that hope, it's a self-cleansing in you, a purification that happens in you. And I was, I was uh, led to read uh, the passage from Esther when Esther was, uh, you know, one among the uh, the many. Beautiful virgins uh, who were selected uh, to be presented before the king. She found it's a favor. Say favor. She found favor. You know what? What kind of favor she received? Because she found favor when her time of beautification came, she found so much favor from the man who was in charge, the eunuch who was in charge of all these uh, young virgins. She found favor. That extra provision was made for her to beautify herself, to be present before the king. Now we are in that season. You are the favored of the Lord. Extra provision will be made for you to purify yourself, to cleanse yourself. The, the help of God, the grace of God, the assistance of the Holy Spirit is going to be with you this season. This is the year of purification. How? Why? Because the help of God, the grace of God, the assistance of God, the encouragement of the Holy Spirit... The teaching of God's word is going to come your way. Amen. To beautify you. Yes. As the bride is being beautified. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. The radiance of the bride is going to appear on you. Because the bridegroom is very near. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read that one more time. See how great a love the father has bestowed on us. That we would be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet appeared yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Man, hallelujah. hallelujah. Don't think that any of us have reached. Don't think that you have reached. Okay, now I'll, I'll give you another scripture. Proverbs thirty twelve. There is a kind who is pure in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. So the Bible has seen and says, there is a kind of people who considers themselves as Pure, yet is not washed. I'm telling you, there are many in the church who consider themselves as pure, yet is not washed from filthiness. They somehow managed to come and sit inside the pew. They somehow managed to come and be a member of churches. They somehow managed to be part of the worship teams. They somehow managed to be in the ministry team, but there's a kind. The Bible recognizes, the Holy Spirit recognizes, there is a kind who is pure in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. The Lord is going to do something about it. The Lord is going to do something about it. Whose church are we talking about? Is it your church? Is it your grandfather's church? Is it your father-in-law's church? No, it is the it is the Lord's church. It is the church of Jesus Christ. Now when he says, I'm going to build my church, he means business. He doesn't need any of your opinion or your consultancy for that. He's going to do it the way he wants to do it. Amen. And if he sees impurity in the church, he knows how to deal with it. If he's going to see impurity in, the, in his bride, he's going to deal with it. Amen. He, he's going to deal with it. Before he comes, he'll make sure that the bride is pure and clean. Amen. Without any... Blemish, without any wrinkle. Don't think that Christ is going to return for a, like a half ready. Uh, okay. No. So when the Lord says this is the year of purification, he means business with the church. And you're going to see that. And it, it can be terrifying. It can, be, it can really uh, bring shudders down your spine. But I want to tell you this is what the Lord is going to do. He's going to purify his bride and he means business because he's not going to tolerate the kind who's pure in in his own eyes, yet is not washed from his filthiness. Amen. Hallelujah. And not everyone who calls himself a Christian or herself a Christian is a Christian. Please, please. Please receive this counsel. Not everyone who calls himself a Christian, not everyone who calls herself a Christian, not everyone who comes to church, not everyone who's part of a ministry team. Yeah. Now, for some reason, we think just because we have a tale, Matthew, John, Varghese, Kurula, Koshi, um, you know, put whatever, Alexander, just because you have a name, a very Christian-sounding name, doesn't make you a Christian. It was, if it was so easy, then we we didn't have to go and preach the gospel. We could have just said, from today onwards, please change your name. Call yourself Matthew or Peter or Paul, Charian, Abraham. But I've been very easy. But that's not how it works. And that's not how the Lord sees the church. Now, we see the church as, okay... There are 65 members in Revelation Church. There are 75 members in the neighboring church. There are 95 members in this church. No, that's not how he sees it. The Bible is very clear about these things. Okay, let's read that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 onwards. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having the seal. Therefore, the Lord knows those who are His and let look at this the lord knows the lord not the pastor not the panchayat president not the census the lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the lord abstain from so this is new testament teaching it's a new testament the, the the teaching that we say is full of grace, the teaching that we say is full of mercy, the teaching that we say is full of love and favor. That teaching is telling us the Lord knows those who are His. And everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. The firm foundation of God stands, having the seal. This is the foundation, God's foundation. Has has the seal on it. It says the Lord knows those who are his. It is not based on name, it is not based on any directory, it is not based on a list, it's not based on a membership book, it is not based on a register. No, it is based on the heart, it's based on purity. Everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now, okay, now let's keep, keep reading. Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. In your, in your home, okay, take your home for example. In your home, there are, there are different vessels in your home. Some are gold and some are silver, some are earthenware some are glassware bronzeware so on and so forth the, the plate that you used to feed your pet you will not you will not use that to feed your guest would you would you do that the, the, the plate or the utensil that you use to feed your pet dog you will not use to feed a guest I hope you don't do that But look at this, in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if a man cleanses, cleanses, say it one more time, cleanses, a man is to cleanse himself from the latter. What is this latter? From deeds of dishonor from, that's the look at this, from these things, from dishonor, from wickedness, if a man cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. I know a lot of Christians have this, have this prayer. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. I've prayed that prayer a million times. Lord, use me, use me, use me. Finally, realize that the only way God can use you is when you come to this place and of understanding. If you cleanse yourself, if you present to God a desire, I want to be cleansed by Your Word. I want to be helped by the Holy Spirit. I want the assistance of God. I want the grace of God. I receive the righteousness of God to come out of my sin, to come out of my wickedness, to come out of my blemish and filth. You present to God that attitude, that heart of repentance embracing holiness then god will begin to use you till that point he cannot because you will not be useful for the master he'll be a if a man cleanses himself from these things he will be a vessel of honor sanctified useful to the master prepared for every good work in 2023 you want god to use you do you want god to use you in 2023 do you want god to use you do you want god to use you in 2023 how many of you want god to use you in this year You want God to use you this year? All you have to do is just go to God and say, Lord, I want want to do this. I'm going to cleanse myself of every filth, of every unrighteousness, of every wickedness. And the grace of God will enable you. The righteousness of God will take over as you present yourself in submission to the Holy Spirit, to God's word. It will cleanse you. The The washing of the water of God's word will happen in your life. And God will begin to use you. See, we have to come to a place, enough living a useless Christian life. And there are many in the kingdom who are just filling up space in the church. And the, and the firm foundation of the Lord bears a seal that the Lord knows those who are His. And everyone who names the name of the Lord must abstain from wickedness. But these people don't understand that. You want a little bit of the world? And you want a little bit of the church. It doesn't work like that in the kingdom. One principle you must must come to terms with in the kingdom of God is this. You cannot travel to heavenward. You cannot travel heavenward with one leg in one boat and the other leg in the other boat. You have to make up your mind. You have to make up your mind. And and, 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 okay, also understand, the Lord is not coming for a, a bride with, like I said, little bit of wrinkle, little, ah, it's called and the bride, it's okay for me. No, he's not going to come, come back for such a bride. He's not going to come back for such a bride. He's not going to come back for such a bride. If anybody has that idea, you might be okay with such a bride. That is your problem. But the Lord is not okay with such a bride. He's coming back for a bride to whom he has given everything See that's why when we read Ephesians chapter 5 We see that just as Christ loved the church A man ought to love his wife Talks about the the washing of the water That's how Christ has loved the church He gave everything to cleanse and purify his bride To beautify his bride Do you know that? Then why in the world are we living like zombies Not understanding God has done everything, Christ has done everything to cleanse us. Even today we are talking about struggles with sin. Really? Even today we are talking about struggles with sin. By now the church should have gone far from that. What do you think? Even today, the topic in, the seminar topic in church is how to overcome pornographic addiction. How to be faithful in marriage. These are are the topics that we deal with in the church. And we've been dealing with, we've been pampering it all. I mean, that's like, you know, we are human beings. Come on, we're talking about Christ is going to come back for a church. Which is going to be pure in every way. We would rather be teaching the church th- this one hope. If we can tell the people, if we can teach the church that Christ is going to come back soon. I mean, half the problem is solved. Well, I mean, we are not talking about the return of Christ. Well, the number of seminars, you know, people have advised me, why don't you do such a seminar? Why don't you such a such a topic, you deal with such a topic? We deal with it every week. What do you think what we are what dealing with? We are dealing with it every week. If you open the word, we are dealing with sin. Hello. But what we really need to drive across to our people, to the church, is that Christ is going to come back soon. And you better hold on to this hope. You better cleanse yourself. You better purify yourself. If you are still struggling with uh, some of those things, after being a Christian for so many years, Hello, you need to understand the hope. If your hope is fixed on Christ, who is going to come back soon, you will cleanse yourself of all filth. By the end of this next year, you will be a totally different person. You know, one thing I love to see is when people transform. When, when you can see... In a in couple of months time. You know you see changes in them. You see maturity in them. You see holiness in them. Amen. The way they speak. The way they talk. The way they interact. The way they do things. Say purification. purification. What is the will of God? For this is the will of God. We don't. What is the will of God? For this is the will of God say your sanctification. Do you know that? The Bible says, this is God's will. Now have like, you know, eh? that is not, see, those are petty things in life. And God will give that to you. And God can bless you with anything you want. But that's not the concern in God's heart. I want to warn you. There's a warning for some of you here. If you're going to run after prophets, your life will be silt. May the Lord send prophets to you. May the Lord send his prophets to you. Don't give an aura to anybody which is not due unto them. If you can fix your eyes on Jesus, that's enough. That's good enough for me. I don't despise prophecy. I love prophecies. I, I regard prophets who have spoken over me. But I want to tell you that my life is not about running after prophets. If, a, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Then it goes on to say, now, say now. now. Not later. The problem is, we want to say later. Maybe a year later. Maybe once I am 35, 40. When I begin to feel, uh, okay, I'm, I'm becoming old now. Then flee from youthfulness. No. Now. This letter was written to a young man in the prime of his youth. He received this letter. Now, say now. No. It's like a person like you can. Now. Danny, now. Not once you're 58. Now. All the young people say, now. now. Oh, all of you are young. <laughs> now, flee from youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace with those who call on the Lord from a, pure. from a what heart? Pure. Oh, pure heart. Again, pure. So Bible is talking about purity a lot. Does not say those who call upon the Lord. Says those who call upon the Lord with a pure heart. A pure heart. A pure heart. Revelation chapter 22 verse 10. Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book further. So this is the, this is the one thing that you must remember. The time is? The time is? The Christians must, must greet each other. The time is near. The time is near. Hello, the time is near. Let the one who does wrong, still do wrong. And the one who is filthy, still be filthy. Let the one who is righteous, still practice righteousness. And the one who is holy, still keep himself holy. Man, let's read it one more time. Did not seal up the words. so the angel is telling John, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is near. Let the one who does wrong still do wrong and the one who is filthy still be filthy. Let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness and the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Why? Why? For the time is near. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we are in such a time, in such a season, where this word is relevant like never before. If it was a burning reality for the church in the first century, I want to tell you, it is a greater reality. It's a greater reminder for the church of this century. If you're not going to wake up, you're going to miss out. The Lord wants to do some special things through you. The Lord wants to make use of you. He wants you to be useful in his house, in the kingdom. Man, and uh, the Lord is no respecter of persons. He wants to use you. But it all depends on whether you are willing to purify yourself, to cleanse yourself. Your willingness matters in the kingdom. Man, your willingness matters in the kingdom. This is the year of purification. Great things are in store for the church. Great things are in store for the church. And this is going to be a year like never before. But you have to be ready but with every passing year, this is urgency that is this increasing. And I hope you can sense it in your bones, in, your fi- in every fiber of your being. You can sense the urgency of heaven. And as you see, can, can hear the ticking clock and realize that the time is indeed near. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Nishadalip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you